No more tolerance for lying liars. It's hidden agenda, everybody. Welcome to Grand Fork's best source. David Waterman with the Midwest Public Health Coalition, myself, Paul, the producer, all here. Today's hidden agenda brought to you by Executive Properties. Are you still putting off that project around the house that's been bugging you forever? Do you think you can wait until spring and call a contractor and have the work done ASAP? Well, good luck with that. Executive Properties has openings right now to get that project done. In fact, you can check out their Google reviews. Aaron says Chris and his team did a spectacular job on the damage to my aunt's garage and siding. Kept us up to date on the progress and the finished product was amazing. Thank you for your professionalism and hard work. Hey, get that project done sooner than later. Call Executive Properties, 701-330-1273. And make sure you call Executive Properties, too, if you want uh, some snow removal done for you this winter, what's uh, left of it. If you have any questions or comments for any of us, feel free to call or text our number here at the studios, 701-213-0863, Let's do it. Let's get it out of the way. Our daily segment called Jokes My Neighbor Tells Me. Here we go. Jokes My Neighbor Tells Me. Uh, You know when your wife starts a sentence with, when you get a chance? Uh, just go ahead, start putting your shoes on. You know what she means right now. <laughs> when you get a chance. Yeah. Uh, some of the things I want to talk about here quickly. Uh, my little monologue, if you will. Sleepy Joe's disapproval rating now at 55.4%. His approval rating at 39.3%. Uh, how about this? Fake Joe Biden robocalls are going out. Uh, yeah, they're telling uh, New Hampshire Democrats not to vote tonight saying it only enables Republicans in their quest to elect Trump again. Uh, now, he's not even in the New Hampshire primary tonight. I think it's tonight. Um, how about this one? U.S. Supreme Court yesterday told uh, the U.S. Border Patrol agents to cut or remove the razor wire fencing along the Texas-Mexico border, um, which I can't believe it. And, and, and I think they said it was because a couple of people drowned. Uh, a couple of illegals drowned trying to swim across the river where they could get to a part where there wasn't razor wire. Um, anyway, uh, and the big news, I guess, uh, around here, Doug Burgum not running for governor. Um, and he's the guy that is in favor of term limits. Um, at first, I was in favor of term limits. I am not so much now, but there's got to they got to be tweaked a little bit. Uh, from what I've heard, um, and, and this is coming uh, right from the mouth of somebody in North Dakota government, uh, Lieutenant Governor Tammy Miller is thinking about running. Uh, and, and I want to wrap it up with uh, one more story here. Uh, Governor Burgum joined more than a dozen other governors asking President Joe Biden to back off from mandates relating to electric cars after he pledged that two of every three vehicles on the road will be battery powered by 2032. And I'm sure these last couple of weeks of ice cold weather has something to do with this. But the the letter signed by Burgum, as well as governors of Montana and South Dakota, uh, the group states that the mandate is unrealistic and costly. Uh, with Bergam in particular saying that plan would force the U.S. to rely too heavily on China, which he is absolutely correct. Letter also is uh, also asking President Biden to remove his mandate on future electric vehicles. Simply let the free market determine how in demand they are. Exactly right. If you think you should buy an electric car and it's to save the world, go ahead and buy one. In three years, when they're you know hundred thousand dollars worth of batteries are shot, if you live up here to be about two years, um, good luck with that electric car. And finally, um, just a little saying here: you know, having a wall does not mean keep out, right? It means use the door. Come in legally. There we go. I'm nice. done. My rant is over. How are you, David? Good morning, John. I'm good. How are you? Good, 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 good. I want to make a comment about that letter, but go ahead, Paul. Uh, morning, Paul. Oh, 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 oh. Okay. Oh, yeah, morning, I was just going to say that uh, I'm sure all those people that were in Chicago complaining that they couldn't, all, all their Teslas were dead and the charging stations yeah. weren't working. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm really, really loving paying that $80,000 for that, <clears throat> for that two door. Yeah. 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 No kidding. <laughs> Let's, uh, yeah, along with the government subsidies, which is our tax yeah, yeah. dollars. Remember, the government owns nothing. I mean, they have no money. Mm-hmm. The government doesn't make money. Mm-hmm. They don't produce money. They just, they don't produce anything. They take money from us and then they shift it around. Well, so keep in mind, anytime the government, you hear a government subsidy, what that means is I'm going to take it from you yeah. and give it to you. Exactly. That's what it means. Sure. Well, the other thing, too, is, I mean, they're saying that the electrical grid can't even support all these yep. electric vehicles and stuff. And so, I mean, if you have to increase the electric grid, but I'm just curious, where, where does the electric grid get its electricity from? <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. right. From, from, you know where it gets it from? From, 
from ponies and the electric rainbow, fairies, rainbow, rainbow yeah. colored unicorns, the power fairies, that's yeah, the power fairies. That's and, right. And why the hell? Uh, it's like they that's forget about we... us people up here, uh, up in the Midwest, Minnesota, North Dakota, South Dakota, Montana, Michigan, um, Wisconsin. Don't you ever consult in people that live up in this weather? Ask us, hey, how do your cordless tools work when it's thirty below zero? Well, they don't. <laughs> That's why we don't keep batteries out in 30. That's why we have plug-ins on our cars. No, it's not to recharge them. It's to keep them warm enough to even turn the damn thing over. So but. that's a good, you know, I had never even thought about that. But but if you let, if you're bad, I, I mean, so these are what, uh, lithium-ion batteries in mm. these vehicles. So I, I don't, I haven't looked into the technology. I should before I even talk about this, but... Um, I know that some batteries do better in cold. No batteries do well in cold weather. No. Some batteries do better better than others than in others. cold weather. When we were buying our um, radios for our film production company uh, years ago, we had the choice of getting getting them with NICAD NICAD powered mm-hmm. radios or lithium ion powered. And the the value of lithium ion is that they don't. They don't have a develop a, a memory as they call it. Sure, uh, NICADs. If you run them down halfway and then recharge them, uh, the battery will go. Oh, I guess it doesn't need to use all the power. So next time I'll only hold half a charge. Yeah. So that's called a memory. And, and NICADs don't do that. Or excuse me, lithium ion doesn't do that. But the value, as I was talking with this the salesperson, uh, explained that the value of NICADs is that they actually work better. In cold weather, okay. So, uh, some batteries do, some don't. I know that a, a regular car battery, if it if it if you drain it down and then it freezes, it gets to you know 10, 10, oh, 10 degrees junk. zero. It, it ruins the battery, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? Yep. What happens if an electric? I, I don't know the answer to this. What happens if electric car battery? gets drained down to nothing and then it freezes gets a zero yeah i don't know because you don't just pop one of those things out and uh, exchange it for another one <laughs> you know, exactly a little that's, more to it than that that's more than that's like more than half the cost of the car oh yeah and, right? then, and then imagine with all the cars going through the lakes around here this winter imagine the the weight of an electric car oh boy i mean it's yeah. gotta be oh my goodness uh, i couldn't imagine not how to much imagine they weigh. the weight on the environment because electric cars are incredibly uh, bad for yeah. the environment. I mean, oh. just building them, everything that goes into them. If you compare electric vehicles to gas-powered vehicles, gas-powered vehicles are actually greener and sure. cleaner than electric vehicles you are. You know, um, so like my motorcycle, you know, I keep it in my shed in the backyard, and I keep a trickle charger on it so it doesn't yeah. ruin the battery. Sure, right, yeah, during be, the winter. Yeah, so that'd be fantastic to have that for a Tesla and have to have a generator in my backyard <laughs> yeah, as a yeah. trickle charger. Which is <laughs> run by gas and oil, you know. Yeah, it's... Right, exactly. So, John, could you just just briefly reread the the letter that Burgum signed? Because I really want to talk about that for just a bit. I, I don't the have the letter. Thing. No, no, but so, your, your, okay. your news item about yeah. the letter. Uh, Governor but, Doug Burgum uh, joining some, more than a dozen other governors asking President Joe Biden to back off from mandates relating to electric cars because Biden, you know, he pledged that two out of every three vehicles on the road will be battery powered by 2032. Right. Joe, you won't even be around then. Uh, the letter, which is signed by Burgum, as well as the governors of Montana and South Dakota, to name a few, uh, the group states the mandate is unrealistic and costly with Burgum in particular saying that the plan would force the U.S. to rely too heavily on China. A uh, letter is asking, uh, also asking President Biden to remove his mandate on future electric vehicles and simply let the free market determine how in demand they are. Right. Um, from what I hear over, especially in Europe, uh, their junkyards full of electric cars because the people all send the batteries finally go and it's like, I'm not going to spend that no, much money to replace it. Yeah, exactly. To, to keep hey, this pile of crap going again for another two years, it'd be the equivalent of uh, of replacing your transmission and your motor every yeah, you know it would be five years mm-hmm. in your in your regular sure. gas powered vehicle. But uh, you know, and I love Christy Noem. So is she signed that. Here's the th- the problem that I have with a letter like that is number one, Joe Biden does not have legislative authority. No, he can't make laws. He thinks that he can. Yeah, yeah. He cannot make a law and say, well, from now on, you can't sell this. Well, you can't say more than you can't say more than 20 words a minute into that microphone because we're conserving CO2. Yeah, yeah. He, he can't do that. He has no legislative authority. Right. Uh, so he can't tell automakers or 
or, or auto dealers that they have to sell so many of this or produce so many that he has no authority mm-hmm. to do that. Mm-hmm. But writing that letter and saying, we'd like you to back off on this, this uh, executive thing, to me that's like saying, the governor signed a letter today asking parents to put mittens on their children during the wintertime when they go out in the cold. Duh! Do, what, yeah. do, we, yeah. do we have to have a letter for that? I mean, do people really have to be told, put mittens on your children in the cold weather? Well, you know, and, and I can't figure out, if he's talking um, every two out of three cars be electric by 2032, What's that going to mean for the um, still gas-powered cars, you know, uh, that um, combustible engine-powered vehicles? Are they going to be in trouble? Are they going to get fined? Are they going to get tickets? Uh, what's Our the deal? Our gas price is going to go down? So, yeah, let's, right. so, so let's, let's not forget, let's not, you know, miss the forest for the trees here. All this stuff is designed to destroy America. Well, sure. It's all designed to destroy America. I was having a conversation with somebody the other day, uh, uh, talking about what's happening in the third world countries, what's happening in Africa, and and these these world economic forum policies that they're trying to implement, the whole green policies that they're trying to implement, and uh, the 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 bottom line is these other countries have not yet had their industrial revolution, and they never will if the WEF gets their way. Mm-hmm. Because the only way that any country can have an industrial revolution is if if they have cheap available power that's what powers industry cheap available power that's what worked in the united states that's what worked in europe that works everywhere if you've got access to cheap available power then you can build stuff and you can see what did what did they do before they had cheap available power you had to have human power Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. that's where slavery came in People rounded up other people and said, you're going to do this work for me and you're going to like it. <laughs> yeah. And that's so that, but we don't need slaves anymore because now we have power tools and sure. machinery and cars. And I mean, you can dig a ditch with a, with a caterpillar backhoe faster than you could dig a ditch with a thousand yeah. guys with yeah. shovels. Yeah. And it's, and it's a better ditch. Oh, right? sure. Mm-hmm. Then there's China. Got a friend who went to China a few years ago. He said every time he turned around, he said the same phrase. He kept saying the same word over and over. He said he couldn't stop. He couldn't help himself. Every time he turned around in China, he was saying, unbelievable. Like he said, they've got this massive uh, front end loader at this construction site. And the front end loader goes up to this big, huge pile of sand and because they need sand over there. And here's the big pile of sand over here. So the front end loader walks up, it holds its bucket like this, and then 10 guys yeah, with shovels shovel show it. up, yeah. and they shovel sand <laughs> into the bucket, right? <laughs> then the front end loader takes the sand, drives it over to the other part of the site, and stops, and 10 guys with shovels show up and unload the sand. Yep. That uh, payloader driver's got the best job <laughs> in the world. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the question is, why didn't he just scoop up the sand and then dump the sand because they need to provide jobs for these sure. people because mm-hmm. they don't have any idea how to run a country right. or, or, or an economy. Mm-hmm. It's all fake. It's the same, same thing with the Soviet Union. When I, I visited the Soviet Union boy, 27 years ago, uh, it wasn't Soviet Union anymore. It was Russia. The yep. Iron Curtain had fallen thanks in part to the work of uh, President Reagan. And I was talking with some of the guys there, and I said, but how does this work? They tell me, yeah, well, I make this much. I, you know, under the Soviet Union, I, I would make this much per month, and my rent was this much per month. I said, well, how, could, how does that work? He said, it's a fiction. He said, everything is a fiction. In a communist system, it's all a fiction. It's all make-believe. Nothing works. Nothing works. They just... They put window dressing on the stuff that doesn't work so that the outside world thinks that it works. Mm -hmm. But the people that live there, they know it doesn't work. That's what they want to bring here. (laughs) Sure. That's what the liberals want to bring to our country. Um, The leftists, I I should say. I wanted to ask you this kind of going off topic a little bit before we get back into uh, no more tolerance for lying liars. Um, Burgum uh, saying he's not going to run again. He is for term limits. Are you for term limits? Because I was. 
Uh, but I've changed now. I have changed my opinion on that. I, I, I don't think there should be a term limit. I mentioned that at the top of the show, unless it's been tweaked. Um, and, and the reason I bring that up is um, state rep Claire Corey was in on in the studio yesterday. And um, and she put it to me this way because um, she's running for her second term. Yes. She says, if they do allow term limits, I'm done before I turn 30. Right. And you start looking at it that way. When you look at, okay, you get elected. You're, you, it take you a year, I'm guessing, to get your feet wet. Take you a couple of years to really work your way into it before you know what you're doing and you do a good job and you get a good approval rating or whatever. And then you're around to keep going, but then they kick you out and you have to get somebody to go in there and start all over again. We're from scratch, right. I, I get it, I, but I don't think there should be. But then again, we don't need any more Pelosi's of the world around. We don't need anybody in politics when they're in their 80s or 90s or whatever. And, and I'm know, not I, saying I, there I, are people that aren't sharp in their 80s and 90s, but it, it's about time then. Perfect solution. Term limits for Democrats. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's actually really good, Paul. <laughs> it's a pretty good one. We should, for sure. In fact, I would say, and and for and for progressives, one term, mm-hmm. one term, not even two, just one. Uh, okay. To, to answer your question directly, uh, I am principally against term limits i i in in principle i'm against term limits because because of exactly what you just said uh it takes a while just for them to figure it out i was talking to someone who was recently elected to a a position uh at, at a, in a local form of government and he said man i've been doing this now for for a year and a half i'm just starting to figure out how everything works i said yeah i get it um here's the problem when you have an electorate that is as apathetic, John, and ignorant as ours is, you need a solution. Because what happens is you get guys in there who have malintent. They, they do not follow the law. They don't follow the Constitution. They begin playing favorites. Um, and, uh, and the people suffer as a result. We pay more taxes than we should. We find ourselves under repressive uh, uh, regulations, um, finding it difficult to engage in commerce, finding it difficult to engage in business, to, you know, to be an entrepreneur. To, to, we, that shouldn't happen. The little guy ends up getting stepped on. The big guys end up rolling in the dough, mm-hmm. and it's because there are people in the legislature who make sure that that happens. Okay, so that's wrong. So if the public was paying attention and was educated about who their representative is and what they're doing, I'd say absolutely no term limits. I would be opposed to it. Mm-hmm. But they don't. Right. We have a very uninvolved, uninformed electorate who, who votes. And they vote for the guys that they saw on TV yep. or they saw on the billboard yep. or they got the little card or whatever. So because we have an uninformed, un- uninvolved, uninitiated electorate, I think term limits are necessary. And I don't like that. Uh, so because I am opposed to term limits in principle. Sure. But in reality, we've got to stop the corruption. And I think the term limits at this point is the best way to do it. If we get to the point where more and more people get involved, people start really paying attention, people start, you know what, I... I People think that it's virtuous to say, oh, I don't really do. I don't, I don't like politics. I don't get involved in politics. Okay, well, I'm sorry. You're a fool. If you're a citizen here, you don't get involved in politics, you're a fool. Because politics is power. Yeah. And it's the people that have the power that run your life. And if you want to have no control, no say in how they're going to run your life, why don't you move yeah. to a communist country? Because then you have no, yeah. you don't have an option. There, there's no choice to vote. No, nope, they tell you what to do. You do it. But here you're a citizen, and as a citizen, you have a responsibility to be involved, at least to understand what's going on, to know what the issues are, to know what this candidate believes, what that candidate believes, what that candidate believes, and what their track record is, and then vote intelligently. And, and these people that bitch and complain and moan about our politics, and then I say, well, did you vote? Well, no. Yeah. Well, then shut up. What good does my vote do? Okay, let's do that times 40,000 or 30,000 other knuckleheads like you. 
that don't vote, I mean, it does make a difference. Don't snivel to me about what you don't like about politics unless you vote. Then I'll at least listen to you. Yeah, right. And they, if they don't vote, then they're uh, then they're part of the problem. They are. They mm-hmm. are the problem. Yes. If they don't, if they don't pay attention and they don't vote, they are the problem. You know what? I don't have a problem with somebody who votes uh, opposite of me. Sure, there's got to be a reason for if, it. They're informed, yep. and if they have a, a good reason mm-hmm. for why they voted for that guy or for that policy, if they understand the issue and and they just see it differently, you know, you've got your solution to this problem. I say I don't think that's going to work. I think this is going to work, but you vote for that solution and I vote for this solution. I don't have a problem with that. I might say, well, I think you're wrong, but at least you're informed. At least you you can justify. You can you can you can defend your position, right? Right. The people who just have no idea, they go and, I mean, half the time they're just picking names because they think they've heard of that name before. Yeah, yeah. That happens all the... Look, I'll, 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 I'll be the first to admit it. I used to vote like that. When I was uninformed, when I was uninvolved, when I was just a stupid voter who didn't really know what was going mm-hmm. on. And then the day came and I said, wait a minute, what am I doing? I could be electing somebody who's really bad. Right. Just because I've heard his name doesn't mean that he's a good guy. Sure. So... I changed the party. What's that? Got to support the party. Yeah. I changed my policy to, (laughs) if I don't know who that person is, I'm not voting for him. Mm -hmm. I don't care how many times I've heard their name. I'm just not voting for him. If it's somebody that I, yeah, if it's somebody that I know, if it's somebody that I've heard from someone that I know and respect, like there are people who know a lot more about the, some of the people that are running locally than I do. Mm -hmm. Um, I will call that person on the phone. I'll say, tell me about this guy. Or who who do you want for this particular position? Because I know that person is trustworthy. I know what their values are. And I know that they know these, these people who are running. And so I, I, I trust them. And I say, okay, good. I'll, I trust someone I know who knows them a lot better than I'll trust an ad that I saw uh, on a billboard for them. Right, right. And I think that more people need to do that. And so if people will, and people do that with me. Mm-hmm. People will call me and say, hey, who are you voting for for X, whatever it is? And I tell them. Yep. And they say, oh, really? Oh, why is that? I heard he was no good. And I'll tell them, well, here's what I know. Yeah. Might be oh, able to sway them a little bit. That's right. Yeah. Yep. And, and uh, we have to work together like that because you know what? Nobody has time to learn about every single person running in every single, for every single office, uh, at every election, we just we just don't. Mm-hmm. But if but if we can do like they do, you know, in school, in law school, they'll have study groups, right? And you study that part of this law, you study that part of the, and I'll part of the, and then we all get together and compare notes, and then we can all get a, a better handle on what's going on sure. without having to kill ourselves to understand it all. I think now is going to be a great time uh, for a little time out here. No more tolerance for lying liars. We're going to get into that uh, here in just a minute. Uh, When we talk about local government, um, by the way, folks, if uh, any of you are out there running for local government office here, uh, Grand Forks or East Grand Forks, tell you what, call us up 701-213-0863 or email us at local at gfbestsource.com. We'd love to get you on the show. We'd love to hear what you're all about uh, if you are running for local office because uh, let's all face it, there's people out there on this side of the river and that side of the river that uh, we might not agree with uh and again like we've been talking about uh, don't just uh, talk about it uh, do something about it and if you know somebody out there that uh, wants to run uh, feel free to email or call us all right you know there is absolutely nothing better than treating yourself to some good homemade baked goods exactly what over heaven's cakes does all the time Walk in to find out more. You're not going to want to leave. It smells unbelievably delicious. Uh, best cakes or cupcakes, doesn't matter. Special occasion or just uh, maybe you've got sweet tooth. Uh, check them out. They're in the north backside of the Grand Cities Mall. They're open Tuesday through Friday from 10 to 4, Saturdays, 9 a.m. to noon. Call them up, 701-757-CAKE, or feel free to email them, too. They're at uh, overheavenscakes at yahoo.com. Chance for you to be a beautiful cupcake in a world full of muffins. Check them out. All for Heaven's Cakes in the Grand Cities Mall. No more tolerance for lying liars. Hidden agenda. Myself, David Waterman, Paul the producer, uh, all in the studio here. We got uh, done with the first half. And um, let's go on with with the title today. Let's do the title. So, so John, you know, when, when people communicate with each other, uh, there's a lot of stuff that's going on. I mean, for, communication is a difficult thing if you think about it, even between husbands and wives mm-hmm. who've, who've been married for years because there's the 
You know, there's one guy that wrote a book about this. Uh, I don't remember what he, what he, I don't remember what he, the name of his book is, but, but he says that, uh, he says that men, men speak with a blue bullhorn and they have blue, blue tinted glasses and they have blue hearing aids. Women speak with a, speak with a pink blue horn. They've got pink tinted glasses and pink hearing aids. And so what the guy says with the blue bullhorn and what the woman hears with the pink hearing aids is not necessarily the same thing. As your joke, my neighbor tells us, uh, point that out earlier at the beginning of the show, when your wife says, when you have time, <laughs> what does it really mean? I'm answering a text. I'm sorry. Oh, I, I had to. It's business sorry. here. When your wife says, when you have time, what it really now. means, put your shoes on, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's right the joke. Sure, right. sure. Um. <laughs> so, so, uh, so communication is different because there's, uh, as, as a, uh, one of my former pastors used to say, there are four parts to every conversation. There's what you intend to say. There's what you actually say. There's what the person thinks they hear. And then there's what they think you meant, right? <laughs> Those are the four parts of conversation. So, Communication can be difficult, but with yeah. some effort, it can be accomplished and it can be accomplished effectively. Sure. Yeah. My, my <laughs> wife says that I never listen. I, I said that that's a really strange way to start a conversation. Or <laughs> 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 right. you just be like me and you just, every answer is yes, dear. You've got a wonderful yes, wife. So, I, <laughs> so, right. Selective hearing, I think, is what we're most often accused of, right? <laughs> because it was like, what, what was that? Right. Especially once we really hear it. What did you just say? Yeah. So, um, so that's, that's, yeah, that's just normal human communication. But then there, there are illegitimate forms of communication. And lying is one of them. Lying is not a legitimate form of communication. When somebody lies to you, their intention is to deceive you. Mm -hmm. And I'm not talking about somebody who says, oh, honey, can you just run down? I'm short on eggs. Can you just run down to the store and grab me some eggs? But their real intention is that while you're gone, all these friends are going to show up and they're going to hide so that when you come back, they're going to jump out and yell surprise yeah. because it's a surprise party. That's not the kind of deception I'm talking about. I'm talking about when somebody's intention is to deceive you for... Uh, because, because they have an agenda and they don't want you to know the truth. And that's going on in our country in, in probably greater, at a greater rate than it ever has been, I think, ever in the history of America. We have a, a, a national press that is thoroughly untrustworthy, completely untrustworthy. Like, a, like a local media company that comes in here to say hi but they actually are trying to recruit. Ah. <laughs> steel. Let's just call it steel. Yeah. Wait a minute. You mean, and they didn't come when I was here? Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so, so when they lie to the American people, they know that they're going to get away with a lot of it. Thucydides said over 2,000 years ago, most people will not take pains to get to the truth of a the matter. They'll simply believe the first story they hear. It was true 2,500 years ago when Thucydides said it, and it's true today. And CNN and MSNBC and, and uh, MSNBC mm -hmm. and CBS and ABC, they all know that. They know that. The New York Times knows that. The, um, the, 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 the Washington Post knows that. They know that the first story people see, they're likely to believe, especially comes from, yeah, yeah. oh, it was, in the, it was in the New York Times. It has to be true, right? Mm, yeah, wrong. Right, right. Yeah. And, and, and you know, I'm a media guy. I have been for a long, long time, and, and it's to the point now where sometimes you don't say, uh, what do you do for a living? Oh, I'm in the media. Uh, a lot of times I don't even say that now because, because right away you get that, they give you that look yes. like. So, so John, 30, so I'm glad you said this. So 30 years ago, if you said you were in media, you, there was a level of respect. That Re came very that, respected. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because, yeah. because, and, and, and if you took, if you studied news or journalism, there are rules that you would follow yeah. as a journalist, yeah. Yeah. right? You want to present both sides of an issue. You don't want to bring out just your own particular slant on something. In fact, the best journalists 
You never knew. You never knew what they personally believed about an issue mm-hmm. because they reported it fairly and, and honestly, right? So not not so not so today. I was going to say, speaking of which, so almost the most honest reporters, and they're not even reporters, are the people that are out there on TikTok and stuff that are just trying to make funny videos of showing how stupid people are. Yeah, yeah. which we have an example of that. If you want me and, to play, and, it. and I do in just a minute. I, I want to say this first. This morning, I watched a video from NTD News. Is, is the the broadcast uh, uh, the the TV version of Epic uh, TV? So Epic Times, Epic TV, mm-hmm. and they have NTD News. And I couldn't believe it. They're usually really, really good. Today, I, they had on some guy I've never seen before, and he had as his guest Bill Nye. Not the that science guy. guy. No, Bill Nye, the science lie. Oh, yeah. That's what he is. <laughs> yeah. He, This guy uses science to lie, and so I call him Bill Nye, the science lie. Um Talking about, yo, we can do some things about climate change. No, you can't. I'm sorry. You can't (laughs) change the climate. You can't. Well, if we set off a few thermonuclear bombs, we could have an impact on the climate. That's for sure. Well, sure. You're not going to impact the climate by driving your Ford F-150 or your Subaru or if you're a liberal. Any of that stuff. Or your... it's a tool used to manipulate the general public. That's all this whole anthropogenic climate nonsense is all about. <clears throat> but the lying has an impact on the people who hear it. They see something on TV. They see something on TikTok. They see something on their cell phone. And it's the first thing that they hear, so they believe it. So we, we've done several shows, and we'll most likely do another one, because, because this story is not only not going to go away, it's going to actually, it's gonna actually affect how world events play out. Mm-hmm. What happens to Israel, what happens in Israel, will directly affect world events more than what happens in Grand Forks, East Grand Forks, the United States, Germany, France, Italy, Sweden, Denmark, Norway, China, the Netherlands. Israel, according to, according to God's word, is the center of the world. That, from God's perspective, Israel is the center of the world. So what happens to Israel, what happens in Israel, will affect everything else that goes on in the world. Sure. People, since Hamas went in and began to slaughter babies, torture women to death, rape women and beat them to death, from Gaza, we've seen what? this tremendous outpouring of compassion for the Jewish people in Israel, right? No, we've seen this tremendous outpouring of hostility towards Israel and anti-Semitism, and it's unbelievable. And there are people at colleges and universities across the country who are saying, yeah, Israel, it's an apartheid state. Oh, yeah, right. Meaning that they're racists, right? That they impose racial discrimination on who? The Arabs? Yeah, on the Arabs. Yeah, if you're an Arab and you're a citizen of Israel, guess what? You have the exact same rights and privileges as a Jewish citizen of Israel. You still get to vote. Mm-hmm. You still get to have access to health care, everything else. You listen to the Arabs who are from Israel who tell the truth, they'll tell you that's the way that it is. But people in this country, they believe this first story they hear. So if the first story they saw was on CNN or MSNBC... Oh, yeah, those Israeli occupiers. So I'm a film guy. Film production is is my thing. Um, I've never been to Sundance, but there were some people who went to Sundance, and they're protesting on behalf of the so-called Palestinians. By the way, there is no such thing as Palestinian, because as we discussed on the show multiple times, Palestine is the name that was given to the land of Israel by the Romans, when they kicked them out of Israel, it was a slap in the face. They named it, they named it uh, 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 Syria, Palestina, meaning the, the land of the Philistines. It was Philistina, which we translate Palestine. Anyway, it's a slap in the face because the Philistines were were the Israel the the Israeli the Israelites' arch enemies, right? Who was, the, who was the biggest Philistine that we've heard of? Goliath. He was a Philistine. David and Goliath, remember that story? Mm-hmm. David is the Jewish boy. Goliath is the Philistine. The Jews defeated the Philistines because God gave them favor over the Philistines, right? So they renamed Israel 
<clears throat> Syria, Philistina, which has been anglicized to Palestine. So now there are all these yokels at the, at the, the film festival, you know, protesting on behalf of Hamas and these terrorists, these murderers. And so there's a, a woman who I believe is an Israeli uh, who went and, and is asking them questions about their signs and their protests and the, the things that they're chanting. Listen to what they have to say in response to her questions. Hate, anti-Semitism made its way to Sundance Film Festival where people are calling for a ceasefire now, which is exactly what we had on October 6th before Hamas slaughtered all these Jews. From the river to the sea, Palestine needs to be free from the occupation, that, which is, is illegal. What's the river? Um, uh, <laughs> I forgot the and river's the name, sea? but the sea is the Red Sea. <laughs> Oops. So where is the river and the sea that everybody's chanting about? <laughs> uh, it's, I think it's the Black Sea and the river on the other side of Gaza. Okay, so it's the Black Sea and Ouch. the river on the other side of Gaza. The Palestinian genocide, it's just awful. What about the hostages? Do you know about the hostages? Unfortunately, I'm not that educated about that part. <laughs> the occupation is illegal. Even chocolate is not allowed. Wedding dresses are not allowed. It's been this way for over 15 years. It's a genocide. It's not about Hamas. It's not. How is it not about Hamas? It's not about Hamas isn't even there. Isn't where? Hamas isn't where? Even Gaza. Hamas is not in Gaza. The Jews are in Gaza. The Jews. Are there are there hostages in Gaza right now? Oh, I don't know. Uh, no, I got this from someone else. Somebody gave it to you. Yeah. Do you know what it means? No. <laughs> what are you demonstrating for or against? Uh, against the occupation of Palestine. So support for the Black Sea to the other river to be liberated. To be liberated from the occupation. Does Israel have the right to exist at all? I think the state of Israel should be dissolved. So do you know what happened to women on October 7th? Um, I've heard things. I've also heard that they're not confirmed. Not confirmed. The rape incidences are not confirmed? I'm not sure. What about the hostages? Fire, no! Are there any hostages? Fire, no! So this is it. A demonstration at Sundance Film Festival calling for the genocide of Jews. As you can see, some of the people don't even know what it is that they're talking about. Our youth have been poisoned to such a level that blatant anti-Semitism is allowed. And it's just unfortunate. So we're all calling for freedom in the region. This is not the way to do it. Now, Hi, so as it turned out... That is a great example of any kind of protest I think that I have seen in the last couple of years... It's about a bunch of dimwits that they think it's going to be, they're going to be a help if they're walking around with a sign and making all kinds of stupid noise and have no clue whatsoever what they're even talking about. And we just saw a great example of that right there. Yeah. No, John, I couldn't have said it better myself. No clue what they're talking about. But you know what? They'll get the, they'll get press. Oh, sure they will. Right? Mm -hmm. They're, they're going to get the cameras to show up and, and, and then the people sitting back at home, they're going to look at these people protesting, and they're going to assume that they do know what they're right, talking right, about. Right, right, right. Uh, but we need more people like that with a microphone, put them in people's faces and saying, okay, what are you doing here? Because that's about the answer you're getting. So I love the, the, the woman that said, well, I'm kind of ignorant about that part. No, you're not. You're ignorant about all of it. You don't have a clue you have about no any clue. of it. Nope. What's that scarf you're wearing? What, what? Why are you wearing that black and white scarf? What is that? Yeah, I think it's on the other side of Maple Lake or something. I don't know. They have no clue. They have no clue. Uh, Prager U, I don't remember the name of the woman. Uh, um, Prager U had uh, an interview with a woman. Actually, it's not an interview. She just is speaking. She's an Arab Muslim who is an Israeli citizen. They moved from... The uh, I don't remember which Muslim country they were living in when she was younger, but her her father had two wives. Her mother did not want to live with the other wife, so mm -hmm. they left. She the mother left, and they took she took her daughter. They moved to Israel, became Israeli citizens. She's an Arab Muslim, okay, living in Israel yep. as an Israeli citizen, and she talks about what her life is like in Israel as an Arab. And it is powerful because she comes right on and says, what they're telling you 
is a lie. Mm -hmm. Israel gave me everything. She said, I got health care from Israel. I got a, a, a great place to stay. I have voting rights. I've got the same rights as any other Israeli citizen. That's the way that it is. is Israel is 20% Arab. The government, mm -hmm. same thing. There are Arabs in the Israeli government who, who vote, who make laws. She said, it's a, it's, it's a wonderful nation to live in. To say that it's, it's an apartheid state is absurd. Sure. She said, all of us have exactly the same rights and privileges as everybody else. It, it couldn't be more open and more free and more fair than it is. But these people at Sundance, yeah. they have not, not a clue. You're talking about Sophia Salma Khalifa? Is that her name? I think so. According to your wife. Oh, <laughs> it's that, right behind that, you. That's it. Yeah, right. <laughs> I so, was trying to act like I was really smart there, but um, yeah. Sophia Sama Khalifa. So mm -hmm. if you if you go to PragerU, you can watch her testimony. I think that she, after she did her her five-minute thing, uh, uh, Marissa Streit um, interviewed her in a, in a longer longer interview about, about what life is like in Israel and what, uh, and what kinds of lies uh, the West are believing. And and the the Western press, for the most part, the Western media, um, is almost universally hook, line, and sinker, anti-Israel and pro-Arab, pro pro the destruction of Israel, mm -hmm. and it, and, it, and it comes out. And she just and this woman sets the record straight, and she does a beautiful job. And she says, "I'm proud to be Arab. I'm proud to be Muslim, and and I'm an Israeli citizen. And this is what Israel has done for me." So. Uh, people need to, lies kill. In this context, lies kill because people believe the lies and then they, they generate hatred and hostility toward people who they should be thankful for and, and, and supporting because of the great things that they've done right. in that region, the way that they've taken this Arab, Arab wasteland and converted it into into something that's prosperous. She talks, for example, Sophia talks about how when, when, when Israel gave up this huge stretch of land in Gaza, uh, the Israelis, uh, the Jews, had created these beautiful, uh, massive greenhouses where they were growing produce that they, and, and like flowers and things that they would then sell to other countries. And so that was part of the, part of the, the international trade. When they gave Gaza... To the Arabs, the Arabs, Arab Muslims came in, and they had all this infrastructure already there. Guess what they did? They burned all the greenhouses to the ground. They yeah. destroyed them all. Why? Because they were built by Jews. Yeah. And so now they have nothing, right? And did they rebuild? No. Mm. They just destroyed. Just like our statues with, with history in the United States. That's, yeah. Wipe them all out. Who cares? Just in case somebody's confused on this. Destroying something is a lot easier than building something. Sure. Anybody can destroy. Mm -hmm. Not anyone can build. And so they destroy the infrastructure in Gaza, and then what do they do? Then they complain about the, the terrible conditions that they have to endure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Caused by the Jews, the dirty Jews. It's, 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 um, it's, the lie is so massive. It is so big. Um, Goebbels would have been proud. Oh, gosh, yeah. None yeah. of the lies he told were, maybe they were close. Uh, so so what's the, what's the solution? The solution is education. People need to find out the truth. They need to know the truth so that they can resist the lies mm -hmm. and inform people who have been deceived what the real story is so, sure. that, so that we can all begin to move in a positive direction. We need to recognize, for example, that Israel is not our enemy. Israel is our friend. Um, Israel provides tremendous benefits for the United States. Their security forces, the IDF, the way that the Israeli government safeguards American interests in the Middle East would cost us many times more what we give to Israel uh, as, an, as a nation. Because we do. We give money to Israel every year. Oh, yeah. yeah. But what, what we get in return... Uh, for the way that they take care of American interests in their area is 10 times greater than the money that we spent. So if Israel was to pull out and we, and we were to now have to protect our own interests, 
it costs us a fortune. We couldn't afford to do it. People need to understand these things, and they don't because it's not reported in the American press. Wow. So, so the more you know, the more truth you know. And by the way, I, I want to make a point. We have uh, somebody texted in. Elizabeth made a point about pollution control. Mm. Listen, I, I, I was an original. I was never a tree hugger. But I, when I was in fifth grade, I was a huge environmentalist. Mm-hmm. I, I want to save the planet. You know, I mean, I, when I heard that, uh, that you know, what is it, Lake, uh, was it Lake Michigan? No, Lake Erie. Okay. The Lake Erie was so polluted that it, it, it's caught on fire multiple times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I said, that's terrible. So I'm against pollution. No, we absolutely need pollution control devices. And, and gas-powered vehicles, for example, are cleaner burning than they ever have ever. been in the yep. history yep. of uh, of the internal combustion I mean, engine. even um, even a good friend of mine uh, was the head of emissions control department at Articat, uh, Arctic Incorporated, whatever it is. Um, there even um, there even has there's limits on emissions from snowmobiles, all that kind of stuff. But I lived out in California in the mid '80s, and and that was the first time I had really. Um, got to know more about, um, you know, the catalytic converters and all of that stuff. All I know is when I lived out there, you had to have your car inspected or go through uh, and, and get the sticker every couple of years to make sure your catalytic converter was working correctly. And, and I do know that if you had a hot rod uh, yeah. or a custom or an older classic car, uh, it was a lot harder to get those licensed because they didn't come with that until, you know, like she said, back in the 70s or whatever. Right. Uh, but, yeah, that does make a difference, um, and they're worth a lot, so people are really stealing them. Uh, but uh, catalytic converters, oh, oh yeah, they're worth right. a lot of money. Yeah. Right, yeah. yeah and they, it's to the point where in big cities now they're jacking them. They're going under there with a sawzall. They're cutting them off. and they're wow. Now it's to the point some, and, in fact, I think Minnesota might be one of them. Um, you, They have to, when you, you can't just sell them to a junkyard anymore. Uh, you've got to have proof with how you got it and blah, blah, blah. You got that converter? Yep, yep. Because really? otherwise oh, people... Yeah, they're, business. Yeah, they're going in there cutting them off of cars that are parked in a parking lot. They'll go in there at night, these smart guys, and they'll go out there and get a dozen, 15 of them. You know, it just takes cordless Sawzall wow. uh, and a vehicle you can slide underneath, and they cut them off and throw them in the trunk and go bring them to a junk man and get a ton of money. That's a, that's... That's uh, that's amazing. I've heard. I think there. And I, I don't remember what it is, but I think there are some precious metals in a catalog. Yeah, there is. Yeah, and there. I can't remember what I think it's it is. Platinum either. or something. Something I think like there's that. There's a platinum coating, thin layer of platinum. So do you think uh, the that stupid auto shut off feature on the cars is actually making a, a difference? You know, whenever you come to a stoplight and the stupid oh. thing shuts off, <laughs> and then it'll start back up as soon as you hit the gas. Aren't the, are aren't those on the hybrid cars? No, I mean, they're on. They're every, on almost all new cars now. Uh, what? Yeah. Are yeah, you serious? So, that's why. I, that's why I won't sell my pickup because the new ones you're going to have that stupid option. They mm-hmm. shut off. Yeah, yeah. The, the engine shuts off. I never knew anything about them until I had a rental car in Germany, and it's like, what the hell? I couldn't read the street signs or road signs, and all of a sudden I got a car that's quit running at a stoplight. That's. Yeah, that's I don't like that. Yeah, for for the the minimal amount of fuel, I think it would save. Um, you're it's also not- looking at your starter being used probably 60, 70, 80% more than it normally would be, probably right. even higher than that. I would just think that other parts it's going to cause way more wear and tear. I think so. And and in the long run, I don't I I just I don't get it. So I when I was uh, so I have a degree in industrial technology from the University of North Dakota and when I took automotive technology, I, what what I remember learning was, um, if you want to save fuel, uh, shut off your engine if you're going to be idling for more than two minutes. Mm-hmm. The logic behind that was that when you start your vehicle, the amount of you gas that blast. that's used yep. is blasted in there yep. to just to start it mm-hmm. is the same amount of fuel that you would use just running on idle for two minutes. Sure. But if you're going to be there for three, four, five minutes, yeah, turn it off because that two-minute start, well, now if it's happening every time you stop at a yeah. stoplight, that's going to use way more fuel mm-hmm. and it's going to be more, more, it's going to be worse for the environment. Yeah, well. and, and do they shut off automatically? So can you start your car and warm it up in weather like we've had? Or yeah, is it once yeah. it's running and you're going, it, I suppose, then it, it, it kicks in? Well, you have the auto start feature. I mean, that'll go for 10 minutes. But okay. as soon as you okay. unlock it or hit anything, the yeah. auto start will shut off. Sure. Okay. But, yeah, I don't know. They're, I just think they're super annoying. 
Yeah, and they're stupid too. You should have the ability to turn that on or off. Some of them do. You can, but that's the thing, though. Is every single time you get in the vehicle, you got to remember to turn the. Mm. Oh, every can, time. No, you should be able to shut it off as a feature, so it doesn't happen anymore. Yeah. They, oh, they don't want that to happen. And now though. I think they're getting rid of the option to even shut it off. So, and it's it's for emissions. It's for your own good because you yeah. don't know enough. Yep. You don't know any better. We'll take care of you. Don't worry. From the cradle to the grave. That's why they stop. That's why they're stopping making like the the muscle cars because they won't let them pass the emissions test. Yeah. Uh, this Elizabeth Barber says the stupid shutoff thing is helpful but annoying. How about addressing the massive excess of unsold electric cars and the massive damage electric batteries due to the environment? Electric cars should be banned in North Dakota. Uh, we agree with you 100. <laughs> percent We were talking about that at the beginning of the show, and uh, yeah, okay. Well, look, I think if a person wants to buy an electric car, let them. If you want to hassle with an electric car and only working half a year in North Dakota, that's your decision. If you want to do that, I think it's a bad decision. Uh, Gas-powered vehicles work. What does Biden want to do? If if he was king, if he could literally push the button and make new laws, uh, he would make natural gas illegal. Oh, sure he would. Right? So all of our natural gas furnaces would go away. Mm -hmm. No, he would just just elect Xi Jinping to take over his job for him. <laughs> oh, I thought he already did that. Yeah, yeah. I thought, <laughs> well, I don't know language or the the language that Biden speaks. It, yes. Maybe it is Chinese. I don't know. It, it's Munganese or something <laughs> because you can never understand him. You need an interpreter for him. Yeah. Well, he was, definitely. Yeah. I, well, I was going to say, the, I was having this conversation with my parents yesterday. I mean, not exactly this, but um, so I was telling John that I was watching this movie yesterday, and it was about that uh, crash that happened during uh, for the GameStop. When the kid, all these kids got on Reddit and started investing in GameStop revenue and just completely oh. wiped out like all these hedge fund people. Yeah, yeah, right. But it took place during COVID, and so the whole movie, like they they have the mask thing, and like this guy comes in as you can obviously his liberal boss. You know, the kid's just by himself at the counter. He's got his mask sitting right here. Boss walks in and he goes, <laughs> tells him, you know, put it above your nose, but. What it got me, because uh, we were talking about, you know, the, the, the takeover of America, and, you like, we can see this kind of playing out, and the, the example that I said is that they always say that China won't invade America because there's a gun behind every blade of grass. Yeah. Well, now they know that instead of a gun behind every blade of grass, there's going to be some dumbass with a mask on. <laughs> That's scary. Yeah. Well, I'm That'll just, stop them. I'm, no, I'm just saying because they believe anything that they're told now. So mm-hmm. instead of them mm-hmm. actually defending themselves with a gun behind a blade of grass, they're just going to pop up with their mask on and say, where, where should I go? What do you want me yeah. to do? Yeah. So that's Tell the, me what to do next. That's yeah. the scary part. And that's the, that's the part that's the that's, – that's really – that's the part that, that um, we've got a lot of work to do in that area. So I had a – I was on a Zoom call with the National Coalition for Health Integrity uh, last night, <clears throat> and talking about. I mean, we didn't even get into what uh, what what the what the WHO is trying to do uh, in May. The WHO is trying to literally take over the world. Um, they've got a uh, a plan that they want all nations to sign on to. They want, and and uh, I, I guarantee Biden is just chomping at the bit to sign on to this. It would. My understanding, I have not read it, but my understanding is that it's in the form of a treaty that would allow the World Health Organization to take control in the event of another pandemic. It means that if another pandemic was declared by the World Health Organization or any health emergency... You know, climate change can yeah. be a health emergency. Yeah, it's a big time. Yeah. Climate change is a health emergency. Oh. Um, they would then have total power to decide how you're going to live. You're going to wear a mask. You're going to take these shots, these vaccines, this gene therapy. They could literally, literally dictate. And federal, local, and state authorities would have no jurisdiction They'd have no, all they would be able to do is enforce, they would become an enfor- the enforcement arm of the World Health Organization. Mm-hmm. Um, Marie says, uh, our legislatures last year disagree and passed a bill to invest in electric car infrastructure, which goes completely against uh, Governor Doug Burgum's 
uh, signing that letter to uh, to Joe. But um, uh, also, uh, finally, World Pandemic Treaty May 2024, replying to Marie Stewart, Chicago's cars and charging stations all froze into massive dead gridlock last week in the polar vortex. Uh, erases our sovereignty. Yeah, the, yeah, we all know that. They're just not going to work up here. But so what okay. has to happen is going back to this, because I want to talk about this who thing. If our Congress allows that to take place, then national sovereignty is gone. Mm-hmm. We don't have oh, a nation sure. anymore. Our Constitution is thrown out the window. We, we're done as a nation. Yeah. So, so we have to make sure that that doesn't happen. We have to let our representatives know. If you sign that, uh, you've seen your last days as a political figure in the United States because we're going to work our very best to make sure that you're never reelected to even dog catcher. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, so I, so, but here's the thing, Tedros, actually the head of the World Health Organization, actually went on camera and said, no, this is not true that the uh, sovereignty of the nations will be affected by this agreement. Uh, every nation will still maintain their national sovereignty to make the decisions for themselves. Okay, so guess what? He's lying. But the fact that there was enough pushback for him to go on the camera and tell those lies is a good thing because it means that people are starting to wake up sure and so the solution is the more people wake up so there are there are the three groups there are always three you can divide the population into three groups right they're the people that are just they're just brainwashed i mean they buy it all hook line and sinker they're from the river to the sea what does that mean i don't know but i think it's good why i don't know i what does your card mean i don't know (laughs) the clueless ones who will always do what they're told, who always believe the lies, mm-hmm. those people are hopeless. There's no hope. We, right. we can't. It's a waste of time even to talk to them because they're brainwashed. They've literally given up uh, their ability to think for themselves. Then there are the people on the other end, the people who are really informed, who actually know what's going Like, for example, most of the people who listen to this show. Sure. The people that really know what's going on, mm-hmm. they want to know what's going on so that they yeah. can make good decisions for themselves and for their families and for their communities. Right. right? And then there are the people in the middle who just, ah, like the people that wear the masks and they say, I hate wearing these things. I think they're stupid. I don't think they work, but they do it. So they're the two mask wearers. They're the people who wear them because my magic mask is going to save me from everything. It's just magic. There are those folks. And then there are people that wear it that know it doesn't do anything except they don't get hassled when they mm-hmm. walk into the store mm-hmm. or into the library or into the where, wherever it is that they're going, the hospital. But they know better. Those are the folks who are the hope of our country because if they can be educated and be persuaded to take a stand against lying against the lies, against the deception, and say, no, I'm not going to wear it because it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And it's stupid. And, I, and, and it is, makes it hard for me to breathe. Then we have a chance of keeping our country safe and free. So I was just going to say, uh, there's this guy, I, I don't know his name, but he's on the uh, World Economic Forum, and he actually did a TED Talk. And, I mean, it, it, this guy just, he sounds like he's just straight up a Nazi or something because... <laughs> He, he actually gave a TED Talk saying that human rights is not a real thing. <laughs> yeah, he was saying no more, than, no, no more than dogs have dog rights. He said human rights is just a made-up belief that people think, you know, and because you can't see it, you can't touch it, you can't feel it. So he's like, he's like human rights, nobody has human rights. So you should zip tie a plastic bag over his head because he's not going to need oxygen because you can't see it. You yeah. can't feel it. You can't smell it. Yeah, I saw this on so, Bongino. I mean, Bongino was like, yeah, this, this jackass probably doesn't believe in gravity then either. You're right. Exactly. No, that's right. <laughs> so I always sit. If you can't see it, feel it, taste it, or smell it, then it's not real. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I do want to uh, address Elizabeth here before we wrap this show up. Can you address Texas threatening civil war as a result of the Supreme Court overruling Texas's installing razor wire at the border? Many of us fear imminent chaos. Uh, we talked about that at the uh, monologue, the opening of the show today. Um, I don't know about if that itself will uh, in install um you know civil war One can um, only hope. We, we've been talking about yeah we've been talking about how we all think it could be something um i myself i look at it this way if it's a civil war i know who's gonna win 
Yeah, I'll leave it at that. Yeah, um, it's too bad if it will happen. Um, I also think that if it does, it'll be soon because I think things will change in 2024. I in, in November. I think we'll see a change again starting to go the way it used to be, the right way. I think we'll see a massive change. And my hope is that President Trump, once he's back in office, and once we, uh, hopefully, God willing, true true Republicans. And when I say Republican, I don't mean somebody that puts an R behind their name right. or in front of their name. Mm-hmm. I mean somebody who believes in human rights, who believes in the Constitution, who believes that every citizen is equal with every other citizen, that the government doesn't get to pick winners and losers, who believes that the greatest thing that that the United States has to offer for anyone who either lives here or comes here and becomes a citizen legally is that the government will leave you alone and as long as you don't hurt your, as long as you don't go after your neighbor, you don't try to steal your neighbor's stuff, you don't go around beating people up, we're going to leave you alone and we're going to let you start a business and run that business and you'll pay a fair amount of taxes. Not your fair share because your fair share is a euphemism for you need to pay more taxes. Right, right. Um, but that the government will leave you alone and let you prosper as a hardworking American citizen that you are, that you're somebody who, in other words, Republican comes from the word res publica, meaning the public thing. And yep. the public thing yep. is the law. So in a true republic, everyone is equal under the law. The law applies equally to everyone. So it doesn't matter if you're a senator, a president, a congressman, a representative, or if you're the dog catcher, the law applies equally to you as it does to me. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter if you're a police officer, a sheriff, a deputy, the law applies equally to you as it does. You don't get to break the law because of your position. In a true republic, that's the way that it works. In a true republic, minorities have the same rights and freedoms as the majority does. Yeah, that's what a republic is. Let's com- let's let's just compare that briefly to what a true democracy. In a true democracy, which is from demokratian, right? That's the the meaning meaning that people rule, meaning the majority rules. In a true democracy, if it's three against one. The three get their way, and the one doesn't. In a true democracy, if the men say, you know what, we think rape should be legal, and there are more men voting than women voting, that means rape now becomes legal. Yeah. In a true democracy, you know who suffers the most? The minority. Yeah. Because the law has changed mm-hmm. based on the will of the majority. That's the reason that the founding fathers said that every democracy, every true democracy that's ever existed in the history of the world has always failed because it always destroys itself from within. And uh, so when I say Republican, I mean true Republican. Right. If the true Republicans take over the House and Senate in 2024, it is my hope and prayer that the people who have been working their level best to destroy American society, to destroy our country, to destroy our rule of law, will be held accountable. Not that, oh, it's going to be revenge. It's going to be Donald Trump seeking revenge. No, no, it's not revenge. It's justice. Yeah. We need right, justice right. for people who do evil yep. in our country. Yep. Yep. And I really hope and pray that that happens when President Trump is reelected. All right. Thank you for coming in today again. My pleasure, John. Love Thank this. You. I love this Hidden Agenda show. Uh, again, uh, I'm going to put this out there real quick. Like uh, anybody running for local government office around here, I don't care if uh, you're running as a Democrat even, uh, feel free to call us 701-213-0863 or email us at local at gfbestsource.com. We will do our best to schedule you uh, come election time. Uh, we want everybody to have a fair chance, and it doesn't cost you anything, all right? Uh, and maybe we could talk you into advertising with us. But uh, there you go. Hey, well, uh, one okay. thing really quickly. Um, just because I was looking it up and I was trying to figure it out. Uh, when you are searching for this show um, in the podcast apps, it will still be under the Great Reset. Because okay. um, if we try to change the name to Hidden Agenda on the podcast apps, it'll delete all of our previous episodes. Okay. So I have to yeah. remember to say yeah. that. All so right. just, yeah, if you're looking for this show on the podcast apps, search for the Great Reset. Okay. All right. And again, thank you, David Waterman with the Midwest Public Health Coalition. Paul, the producer, always uh, love having him sit in with Hidden Agenda. And thank you to our sponsor of this morning's Hidden Agenda, Redemption Shield.
Have you noticed the ever-alarming 400,000 cell towers that have gone up in the United States alone? How about the electronics that reside in every room of our homes and Wi-Fi that runs 24-7? 5G cell phones are carried in our pockets hours on end. Common complaints are ringing in the ear, sleep deprivation, palpitations, headaches, memory loss, and so much more. Redemption Shield is on the cutting edge of offering products that protect your family from electromagnetic and microwave radiation. Start protecting yourself now. Go to RedemptionShield.com and get grounded and shielded today. Use code GFBS and save 10%. RedemptionShield.com. Yeah, just go to uh, gfbestsource.com at the bottom of the homepage and click the shield if you want to order today, all right? All right, I tell you what, everybody, have yourself a great day. Um, you know, uh, Circle of Friends Animal Shelter has been in the news a lot lately. Uh, we are going to have Laura Lee Tupa in with the uh, Circle of Friends Animal Shelter as our guest tomorrow at 11 o'clock. Uh, it's going to be a good one. I think a lot of things will be cleared up, uh, a lot of things that need to be cleared up, and uh, hopefully we'll be talking about all of that tomorrow. Have yourself a wonderful day, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. And remember to like, share, tag, and follow us. We're on pretty much every app out there. Hit that notification bell, too, on your smartphone. It'll ding every time we go on. You might not want to wish a show, uh, miss a show like this. Uh, thanks, Elizabeth, Marie, and all the people watching us today. You know, the Grand Cities, they are grand. Grand Fork's best source is giving them an identity again.